We are solving so many different problems, I feel, for people who walk their dogs. It is more than just a water bottle because the spray feature offers a little bit more to the consumer. It's just how do you communicate that? How do you get them to notice that in the first couple seconds before they bounce? Because the attention spans are so much shorter today. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am sharing a conversation with an entrepreneur that I met in person at SuperZoo this past August. Carrie Cook is the founder of Tail Chasers and the inventor of Spleesh, a water-holding spray leash handle. She told me how she came up with the idea while walking her dog in the warm California weather and always forgetting to bring a water bottle and separate dog bowl. The Spleesh can spray your dog with water to help them cool off, and it can also be used as drinking water for them with the attached bowl. In addition to designing and launching this product, Carrie is also vice president of sales at a biotech company. She shared with me what it's like to create a dog gear startup, get publicity, and push for conversions, all while juggling many other responsibilities. The element of the Tail Chasers business that really stands out the most to me is the charitable component. Carrie and her daughter have a very personal story about the impact of therapy dogs, and they're dedicated to making that wonderful resource available to more people. Carrie was such a pleasure to talk to. I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you do, please share it with someone who would also enjoy it. You can tag me on Instagram at wherewagrepeat, and I will share your story and share your posts. Or you can post about it on TikTok and tag me at wherewagrepeatpodcast. Tail Chasers is a small family business still in the puppy stage. Carrie and Catherine Cook are a mother-daughter duo bringing innovation and creativity to everything they do. Naturally, this illustrious quest includes dog walks. Carrie, a successful biotech business development, sales, and marketing professional, and Catherine, a recent honors graduate of San Diego State University, came up with the idea of the Spleesh and tail chasers on an actual dog walk together with their three four-legged family members. Now they get to work together with people and pets to deliver unprecedented, savvy products that make lives with pets easier. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tori. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to learn all about the Spleesh. Uh, I actually met you and your daughter in person at SuperZoo earlier this summer. And I have to tell you that it was kind of, the Spleesh was kind of like the talk of my friend group. Everyone was like, have you seen the Spleesh? Did you see the Spleesh? Uh, so I think I think part of it is it's a fun name to say. <laughs> 
but it's a really cool product too. So if you could um, maybe tell our listeners, what is a spleesh? Yes. I'm really happy to hear that feedback. That just makes me smile from uh, ear to ear. Um, Spleesh is a spray leash handle that you attach to your favorite leash and it holds up to 12 ounces of water and sprays at least 14 feet. And the reason we came up with it is we were out walking our black lab Weimaraner mix named Lola, who has boundless energy, and we live in Southern California. And I would almost clockwork leave the house, get a few blocks away and realize I forgot the water. And you just can't forget the water in most of the the weather conditions around here. So I would go back to the house and one day I, um, it was really hot. We were sitting in the shade and Lola was really hot. So I had one of those bottles where you squeeze the water and it comes up into the cup. And I sort of started tossing it on her. And I just said, well, this would be so much easier if it was a squirt gun, we could direct the water where we want it to go. And that's really how it was born. It was just that simple. And I, I thought, well, you know, I have leashes that I love. Uh, I have the same leather leash that I, I used with my um, previous rescue dogs that I, I love dearly. And I wanted to use the same leash with Lola. So I didn't want to have to buy a new leash. I wanted it to become the handle so that you could not forget your water. Um, it's the end of the leash. So you just fill it up and off you go. And that's really how Spleesh was born. So it kind of looks like a how can I explain it? It almost looks like the handle of a retractable leash a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's like this little kind of door that opens, right? Mm-hmm. And you can put your hand your handle of your existing leash in there. So what's cool about that, like a lot of times when I walk my dogs. I have the handle in one hand and then with the other hand I use to kind of hold them closer to me or just have more control. So you can still do that with this, which is nice. Yes, that's exactly what we wanted to provide a little bit more flexibility. You're right. Almost everybody who looks at it, the first thing they think of it's um, retractable. No, it actually doesn't come with a leash. It's meant to, you know, be added through that little um, cam wheel device that that we created and um once it locks on there it's in position and you know we pulled a truck with it so it's really strong connection to your leash we didn't want it to just pop off if some dog you know was strong and pulled too hard lola as i said is boundless energy <laughs> she's tested splish to the max um unfortunately she's a little dog aggressive so when we see other dogs out um, after all this crazy training and everything we've tried, it's her personality and we just adjust accordingly. So, um, she tests out that connection on every single walk. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, with- like what I say with my dogs is everything's been lab tested and it sounds yeah. like Lola is doing that for you yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she sure is. And we, um, we wanted to, as I said, prove that it had a strong, you know, strong connection because it doesn't come with a leash. And, and so that's how, um, we, you know, did this video where my nephew actually hooked it up to a rope leash and pulled, uh, F-150, I think it was, or a Toyota Tundra. I can't remember. We 
also ran it over with a truck to prove how durable it was. Um, so yes, Leash has been truck tested and dog approved um, for, for use at our house. That's very cool. I like that kind of just DIY sort of testing on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you got to sort of be a little creative with uh, some of your um, resources when you're just a small puppy startup, as we as said at the beginning, we're still we're still growing into to everything and learning the ropes here. So it's been a really um, amazing experience. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I, that's, you're right. You have to kind of be creative and, um, but it's amazing now, you know, you can, uh, just make videos demonstrating anything. You don't need like a whole huge production studio to do anything anymore. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that, um, that video of the truck pull was one of the first videos that went viral on our TikTok channel. So it's got, I think just under 2 million views. Um, it was, uh, that was amazing. That was something that was, uh, exhausting for, I think, I don't know, three days straight. All we were doing was answering comments on TikTok, just like one after that. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. It was so exciting, but yeah, what a way to, um, you know, get the word out about a cool new product and show people how it works and put it, you know, put up a TikTok or a reel about it and, so like every other, you know, business out there, we're trying to raise awareness that we exist um, as a new product. And, and this is really a different product. As you mentioned, when you first look at it, you think it's a retractable leash. So we, we you know, we've, um, after SuperZoo decided we're going to put, it's not retractable on some of our um, messaging, just to, to clarify that for people. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, it's a good point because if you don't, uh, stop to kind of ask you about it mm-hmm. at first glance, you might assume that it's a, a retractable leash. Um, so that's one misconception. Um, but w- what are some other kind of surprising ideas that people have had about the spleesh? Some really funny ones. Um, uh, uh, some of those comments actually came off of a different TikTok video that went, um, not as viral, but got, you know, a couple hundred thousand views. Uh, and that was just, we were filling it up at the sink with water and, um, and, uh, showing how to attach it onto a leash. It was very, very simple. And when that one started taking off, um, a lot of the early comments were don't use tap water with your dog. That was surprising. Um, you know, we, we have a house water filter system, so we're, you know, okay. We were using filtered water, but, um, I was just surprised about that. Just thinking about, well, they lick their feet all the time and, you know, all kinds of other things. Um, you know, we have pretty good water in most places in the United States. We're very lucky. That was, that was surprising, but, um, more so the the really interesting ways that people have thought of using Spleesh are comical, like, um, you know, oh, we can put our beer in there, or you know, we can <laughs> fill it with vodka, <laughs> go to a concert with your dog, and then you just squirt in your mouth <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> um, so those are some of the funnier, uh, funnier ways customers have said they were going to use Spleesh. And also some of them do use the flip open bowl to provide the bowl with a little bit of kibble or treats if they're just out and traveling, they didn't want to carry both. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, that flip open cup, if you offer it 
to the dog sideways, it it's a, you know, a good size for the larger dogs to be able to um, drink from it. And certainly they could um, have a little snack from it too. Um, yeah, that was a, for sure. That was a surprising use I didn't really think of when I first came up with it. It's always handy to have some kind of little bowl. And if it's mm-hmm. just attached and flips open, that's very convenient. Yeah, incredibly convenient. So in the development of um, this whole product, had you had any experience making a product from scratch like this before? No, that's the funny part. Um, I've, uh, I started my career in sales and in consumer product um, goods. So I was in this um, sort of category of selling products into, you know, grocery stores. I worked for Gallo Wine Company and, and then Nabisco. And I did um, sales training and recruiting for Nabisco in the Pacific Northwest. And that was just really great um, um, training ground for me to really understand the process that a product takes from manufacturer to the end user, you know, albeit via grocery stores or, or liquor stores. Um, so I had that understanding of how schematics work and planograms with where product placement's going to go and, you know, uh, the ideal customer, uh, that you're looking for, you know, the, um, is it five foot five right-handed female is the one (laughs) like that most shelf placement is designed for in grocery stores. So specific. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. So the early part of my career was there. And then I made this wild switch. When right when my daughter was born, she was four weeks old, and I got hired on with a company um, called Myriad Genetics doing genetic testing for breast and ovarian cancer. And they wanted people that had the personality and the fortitude and desire to really learn and go forth and, and, um, get more people educated on their brand new test and technology. And they hired me because I had that those characteristics and they felt they could train me on the genetics and the real intricate things they needed to, um, to, to train for the, the breast cancer um, and ovarian cancer testing. And that's when I started my path in the genetic testing space. And I still work in that space. Um, I'm, I'm currently also VP of sales for a therapy selection company. We we do therapy selection for cancer patients using AI. So we can match the therapy to the biomarkers of the cancer patient. And um, and when I had this idea, I just I I I I came home and I just thought I was gonna buy it. Like I, I thought, oh, it exists and I'm gonna go buy it. So I went on Amazon and I started with squirt dog bottle, squirt water bottle, spray water bottle. And, you know, I kept going different terms, deeper, 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 30 pages deep on Amazon, 30 pages deep on Google. My gosh, I can't find anything like this can't be something that's not out on the market. And it wasn't. So (laughs) I started Googling again, how to and it, that's essentially how I did it. I just kept researching, um, you know, how to make a product, how to invent a product, what are the steps involved? And I, I found this great website called startups.com that has um, all of the steps laid out for how to 
start a startup and this, you know, from setting up the legal documents and all of the different pieces. And I just really dove in <laughs> to the deep yeah, end. And now that's I'm amazing. Treading water and I'm a little puppy in the deep end trying to <laughs> make sure that this, you know, massive investment that, that I've made in, in our idea will, you know, hopefully pay off. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, you have such a great combination of experience and skills, you know, because I think creating the product is one thing, having the idea is one thing, but then I think a lot of people get stuck. They think I'll just set up a website and Mm -hmm. people will just buy it. And that's how it will work. Um, but I'm, I'm sure you've experienced that's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. I wish, I wish that's how it worked. Um, we have had three iterations of our website so far, even though we're only, I think, as a, a technically as an organization, three years old right now. So like one website per year. Um, but we finally have, um, we're on Shopify now. You know, we've, we've just learned. Um, and I think that's what I love most about all of the work that I do. I love learning. I love learning something new and figuring things out. And um, in the genetic space, you don't have an opportunity to get bored because innovation is coming so fast. Like the second you figure one piece out, they discover something else that helps. And then, you know, you're just constantly learning, adjusting, learning, adjusting. And that's what I've been doing with tail chasers and with splish. You know, we try something and, and then adjust accordingly. And the website piece, I finally, I mean, I just love our website now. We finally have it to a place visually where I really love um, the layout and the design and the colors and, and all of that. Yeah. I have to tell you, your website is beautiful. It, it is oh, you. very impressive uh, looking the colors and the graphics and the moving parts. It's, it's a beautiful website. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a, it took a long time to get it to that place, but I'm super happy with it now. And, and then like every other, you know, startup and company out there, now you have to get the conversions to fall into line. So you may have a beautiful looking website, but you still have to figure out how to get people to purchase and, you know, make sure your messaging is on point. And we are solving so many different problems, I feel, for people who walk their dogs. Um, it is more than just a water bottle, um, because the spray spray feature offers a little bit more to the consumer. It's just, how do you communicate that? How do you get them to notice that in the first couple seconds before they bounce? Um, cause the attention spans are so much shorter today than mm-hmm. I feel like they used to be with advertising. So, oh yeah, for sure. What if your pet could see an experienced and compassionate veterinarian without ever leaving the house? This year, I discovered BetterVet, a mobile vet that empowers pet parents to get expert veterinary help from the comfort of their own homes. Our pets often associate carriers, car rides, and vet offices with anxiety. By examining your pet at home, it not only eliminates stress and fear, but it also allows the doctor to see your pet in their natural environment and better assess their health. I used the Better Vet app to book a wellness exam for Bert and Lucy. Dr. Olivia Wilson and her vet tech Amanda brought the vet's office to my house. For Lucy, this was great news because she gets a lot of fear in exam rooms. 
at home, she could have her emotional support stuffed animals with her at all times. Dr. Olivia did a thorough exam on both dogs, answered all of my many questions, gave Lucy a rabies vaccine, and took a blood sample from Bert, all right in my living room. After our appointment, I compared the price to a brick-and-mortar vet that we visited last year, and it was only slightly more to have an expert vet come to my house. Well worth it, in my opinion. Would your pet like home vet visits? I love this experience so much, I became a Better Vet BFF. Check out bettervet.com and use my code BVBFFTMystic to get $100 off your first visit. I know it's long, so I'll put that code in the description for this episode. Treat your pet to vet care of the 21st century at bettervet.com. Uh, and, and I think part of the thing that helps with converting people is when they've seen it or heard about it in many different places. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got TikTok and Instagram and, and your website, but you also have done tons and tons of press coverage. Um, and so I, I had to ask you before we even hit record, <laughs> um, kind of what your secret to that was, uh, and you shared that you work with a PR agency, um, and it, it seems to be really effective based on the coverage that I see on your site. So, um, I thought it might be great if you could share some tips on how to make the most of working with a PR agency or any kind of tips that you have for people. Well, yeah, first of all, I think, um, I I lucked out and I really did get just a great PR team that I'm working with now. Um, And when I launched, I found a really good PR team too that I worked with. They were offering free classes to train you on how to do your own PR. I'm like, well, I'll try that and learn and see what happens. They were more focused in um, the tech space. So it wasn't the best fit for all of their contacts, but they gave us a really great... um, launching um, starting point for for Spleesh. And then we switched over to a more pet-focused PR group um, that we're using now. And um, tips for when you're doing it by yourself, there's the Help a Reporter Out, um, which has been phenomenal. And so you sign up for that website and you get the, you know, request for pitches every day and you just go through and command F, you know, for terms that are near and dear to your product's heart. So, you know, dog is the first one I, I start with and command F through all of the requests for stories and um, and then just respond. And I feel like with the PR group and with, um, with our own endeavors to get Spleesh out there, I think people do recognize it is a different product. It is really something that's unique that hasn't been on the market before. And so that gives it a little bit of a leg up than, you know, some of the ones that are maybe a slight variation of another thing that's existed for a while. Um, but our team we're working with at, um, it's Orca PR. I love the whole crew there. They're amazing. Um, they're very attentive. They really understand their, their customer's niche. And, um, when they do the pitches, I feel like at least, um, Jennifer, who's our person, she's doing it from the heart. And you can tell, and like, she really enjoys our 
product and what our company is trying to accomplish. And I feel like that part comes through. And when you can honestly pitch something, it just is received better. I don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I just see this time and time again, like when you work with people who are pet people, um, like they just get it more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so if they're going to be speaking on your behalf, you want to make sure that they're kind of of the same mindset. Exactly. Yes. Completely agree. Well, thanks for sharing about that. Um, another, you know, speaking of story and speaking from the heart, um, one of the things that's important at Tail Chasers is giving back. Um, and you do a lot with an organization called Pet Partners. Um, and I'd love to hear more about what you do with them. Yeah. So we, um, we landed on Pet Partners, I think probably, gosh, maybe a year and a half ago or even close to two years ago, we were trying to find the right organization to help us um, with something that was so personal and so meaningful to both my daughter and I. Um, We did go through something incredibly um, traumatic about, uh, gosh, I want to say it's 12, 13 years ago. Um, And it led to um, both my daughter and I having to testify in a murder trial and, um, and my daughter in particular being at the time, um, 11 years old, it was, it was rough. And um, at home, we had this beautiful yellow lab named Layla and we had Lily who was a black lab. So we had a yellow and a black lab. Lily was deaf and Layla was um, just the most amazing dog who could sense Lily was deaf and help her. And she could sense my daughter's pain and was helping her through that and was her emotional, you know, support dog at home. But when we went to um, court, we had a yellow lab that looked just like Layla who sat with her in court in the courthouse um, hallway before we went in to testify. And she just poured all her love and attention into this dog. And um, it was such a relief for me as a mom to, to not have to worry about her in that moment. She wasn't observing some of the drama of the people that were walking by in front of her. uh, Some of the family members that that were um, causing, you know, uh, stress. So, um, that whole interaction was so instrumental, I believe, in her having the strength and the courage to to testify. And the results of the, the trial and how everything worked out, I feel, we, you know, could have potentially been very different if she didn't have that support going into um, the testimony. So we are, po- uh, are donating each year to get therapy dog team certified. And the first year we um, were only able to support two teams. Um, This past year with the help of matching donations, we are able to support four therapy dog teams. And we just hope to keep doubling every year and, and more, like if we can do more, we want to do more. Um, every state doesn't have therapy animal programs like this that are allowed to go in court and we feel like they should. And, um, you know, however we can raise awareness and funds to, to help assist other people in a similar situation, we would love to do that. Yeah. And, and what an amazing and powerful, um, motivation to have kind of pushing you forward in your business all the time. You know, you just think if Splish grows to this level, think of the impact that we can make. Yeah. That that really is something I think that drives both 
Kat and I, we want to make sure um, that this woman, her name was Jennifer, who lost her life um, very needlessly, um, that her memory can live on in some you know, very positive way and um, that her children who lost their mom can see, you know, lingering effects of her life still touching other people's lives. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're incredibly motivated by that. We want to um, be as successful as we can be so we can pay, you know, pay that respect and um, pay it forward and really um, help other kids in similar situations. Yes. And, and what a, what a legacy, uh, for Jennifer and, um, and, you know, all the work that you're doing, and I'm sure it will continue to grow. I hope so. (laughs) I certainly Uh, hope so. I, I'm also passionate about therapy dog, um, work and, uh, my, one of my dogs, Lucy's a certified therapy dog and we're going to volunteer tomorrow. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. And I mean, I just can't say enough too about the handlers who do this um, work because the handler was also really awesome in helping her adjust to the situation with um, sitting in the court and how to, you know, make sure the dog was feeling good and, and she was feeling good. It was really amazing. And it does take so much time to get your dog trained to do that. And if, yeah, if it's not for the great handlers that are out there doing it too, just these programs wouldn't exist. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. And, and it, it never ceases to amaze me just like how many different situations therapy dogs can be used in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I, someone told me something and I don't know, uh, you know, if this is actually <laughs> something that's possible or happening, but uh, you know, pets witness so many things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we were able to more clearly communicate with them, we might be able to uncover some things that uh, they were the only witnesses to. And so that's kind of interesting as well. That is totally interesting. And I would love it if we were able to do that more with pets. I'm sure, um, you know, just them smelling something and the way they have this memory for a smell, you know, that could indicate, you know, something to uh, law enforcement or a handler, you know, that could have been missed otherwise. So however we can um, utilize dogs and, and really take advantage of these incredible senses that they have. And I think empathy being one of the biggest ones that really doesn't go as noticed, but they know. And my, my, to this day, my daughter's like, our, our dog Lola, when she feels upset, if she cries, Lola is just there. She just comes running over from wherever she is and will snuggle up with her and just be. And that sometimes is all you need to get you through um, whatever it is that was making you sad in the first place. And yes. Yeah. They're just amazing animals. I love them so much. <laughs> As, as do I, and as does, I think everyone who's listening (laughs) to this podcast. Um, so it's wonderful, not only that that you're able to support such a great cause, um, uh, and help so many people in that way, but to also create innovative products that help us give our, our own like family pets, uh, a little bit better lives. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we, we are quite enamored with our little product. We're super happy about how it's turned out and just want everybody to be able to experience, you know, all the great uses for it, whether it's 
just, you know, flipping open the cup to give them a quick drink, um, especially for, you know, therapy dog teams that have to be working a lot and have that water handy when they need it. Um, yes, I always have to take water when we volunteer because, Mm -hmm. um, being a therapy dog makes you very thirsty. (laughs) Yeah. And then it has that nice spray feature. So you can clean off anything, you know, that, that you need to, um, a paw, your hands, um, you could spray away the paparazzi if you have a real famous dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) there's all kinds of different uses for it. So yeah, we're excited about getting it into all dog owners hands. Yes. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us and for telling us about your product. Um, it's just inspiring how you just were like, I'm going to figure this out and just do it and make it. Uh, so I, I just love that about you. Um, so if you could just tell everyone who's listening where they can go to learn more about Splish. Yeah. So you can go to splish.com and that's S P L E A S H.com. And we are also available on Amazon. Quickest way to find us there is probably through our Instagram link tree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So everyone check out splish on Instagram. It's splish underscore your underscore leash. Uh, so check them out and thanks again, Carrie, for your time and, and for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me, Tori. I really enjoyed the conversation and everybody out there, squeeze your leash. (laughs) What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.